0: Hello, my haramai ete iwi, and welcome to another episode of The Verdict. Now, this week, finally, we have the NRL kicking off for 2021, so you can pretty much guess what we will be talking about today. Now, discussion number one, we will, of course, be looking at our Warriors. The question is, is 2021 going to be the year of the Warriors? And then discussion number two, we're taking it a bit forward into the future with the inevitable um, RTS leaving the Warriors. Where will that money go? Go. Now, Mm. to give us some informed expert opinion, we have a great panel here for you today. First up, Goran Paladin, Sky Sport presenter.
1: Rav, I'm not the great part of the panel. I think the great part of the panel is sitting alongside me. 331 (laughs) first grade games in the NRL, 15 years. Adam Blair. He's already started. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in trouble already. It's what we call call mental disintegration. (laughs) I'm just trying to get in that brain of yours and uh, hopefully I come away with a 2-0 win.
0: Yes. And of course, Goran's already said it. Adam, welcome to the table.
2: Thanks, Rav. I appreciate it. I'm excited. I'll give it a crack and see how we go against the man himself, <laughs> Goran. Oh, the man. Stop it. It's great <laughs> to have you here,
1: mate. Really looking forward to it. Now,
0: also, in addition, I find this very, very interesting because you're both hosting Warriors TV this year. So this yeah. is going to be uh, <laughs> setting the pace for the rest of the year, I reckon.
1: That's right. I suppose it's almost like a, a preview, if
2: you <laughs> like. Yeah. Well, you better be good, Goran,
1: because... Um, You know, we've got a long year
2: together and we're talking about
1: Warriors all year. (laughs) Mate, I just feel really sorry for this guy because, you know, he's traded the likes of Jazz Tavanga, Torhu Harris, Roger Tuvasa Shek for me. Uh, That's a serious
2: downgrade for you and I I apologise in advance. (laughs) I'm on the other side now, so it's okay. I'll let it it slide.
0: When you put it that way, (laughs) Goran. Okay, so before we get into it, let me just lay down the... The law, yep. uh, per se. Um, so, first of all, I will reiterate what those questions will be, and you'll give a quick statement as to which side of the fence you will be on. Then you will have the opportunity to really delve into your argument and state why with reasons or your own research as to why you think you are correct. Feel free to rebut if you don't agree with what each other are saying, which I'm guessing could possibly happen.
1: Right. But
0: might. let's just keep it clean fight.
1: Yeah, look, I don't want any trouble from it. <laughs> Just a oh, just, good, honest discussion. Yeah, cool. That sounds good to Yeah,
0: me. yeah. Okay, cool. Carp white. Let's get into it. So, case number one is 2021 the year for the Warriors?
1: Go on, mate. Kick
2: it off. That's the old cliche. <laughs> it's the Warriors' year. It's, it's the Warriors' year. Um, yeah, I'm going to say it's the Warriors' year. I'm wow. going to stick with the Warriors. Um, I think, yeah, it's the Warriors' year. Let's go. Far out. I'm going to say they've got
1: an amazing squad. Uh, I'm looking top eight Definitely they'll, they'll force their way Into the playoffs Possibly top six But I think It's just uh, It's a bridge too far To suggest that 2021 will be The year The Warriors win The NRO Grand Final
0: Very political answer There Goran
1: Thank you Rad well Been working on that <laughs> I was looking in the mirror Earlier just Trying to like work on the delivery Trying to stay safe Yeah,
2: yeah. Staying safe yeah. Staying yeah. in your lane Yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit it too hard Because we're going to Talk about Warriors Like I said all year Yeah <laughs>
1: Top eight would be pretty good for them. Top six would be great.
0: Okay, guys, let's get it. You're not going
1: to win it.
2: (laughs) 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 You
0: guys are getting in trouble. Anyway. (laughs) Okay, who's going to tee us off?
2: Go I'm going to start off. Surely you start off. Okay, all right. Because you're on the negative side. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose. (laughs) Not, not that I'm being
1: like negative, I just, I'm, I'm trying to be a, a realist about things. And, okay. and when, you, when you look at the Warriors, I suppose, when you, when you add up whether they're going to do well or not, you, you look both inwardly and outwardly. First of all, let's look inwardly. As I say, great squad. I think we can all agree on that. But they do have a, a major concern for me, is the hooker role. Um, obviously, Carl Lawton out with a, a long-term injury, buggered his Achilles. And so you've only got one front-line hooker in Wade Egan. He injured himself in the trial against the Gold Coast. Yes, he's OK to play in the, in the first-round match, but what happens when his luck runs out? And, and how do they rejig that position? Do they have the the strength? Do they have the backup behind him in order to do a good job? And I, I'm thinking they're going to have to move someone like Jazz Tavunga into the nine jersey, and he doesn't want to play nine. He, <laughs> have you spoken to him he, <laughs> in the past? Yes, I have. <laughs> have. Like at Radio Sport, I have yep. spoken to him. He doesn't he doesn't like nine. He yep. wants to play thirteen. He wants yep. to be that pit bull terrier, um, ripping into people's ankles, yep. and he can't do that from nine. And so I, I think that yeah, that's that's a concern for me, and. Uh, another sort of what-if or, or hypothetical is we, we don't actually know what a Nathan Brown coach side is going to be like and how the players will respond to him. Uh, and what what happens when the going gets tough with, with a couple of back-to-back losses and backs against the wall and, and how does Nathan respond and how do the players respond to him? You can go. Nice.
2: <laughs> nice
1: guy. <laughs> did I scare you? Uh, yeah, he did actually. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. <laughs>
2: I'm just going to give us a crack. My um, kid's scared of me as well, but uh, <laughs> that's another story. Okay, so I said they're going to win the, win the total. Uh, but a lot of things, I think a lot of things got to go their way to, for them to win the total. I think they're an outside chance. Like you said earlier, uh, great squad on paper, They've yet to perform on the field and consistently throughout the season. So obviously consistency is a massive, a massive thing for every Warriors team that have been gone in the past. So this year is really important. I also think that they need to have their top 17 to 25 players available and healthy throughout the season. So keeping your most consistent team and your most, I guess your high performance team on the field to give themselves a chance to be playing consistent footy, to be able to contest for the the title. the one I think where they can most probably narrow their focus a little bit, I guess the, their focus at the moment is their, their three-month period away from uh, New Zealand, which doesn't look like they're coming back. But I think for me, if they can narrow their focus down to, say, four-week periods where they look at every game individually from for your first four weeks and you tick off every small box on the teams that are playing. So if it's the Titans first... Uh, you look at your team, you have your honest conversations about your, your, you guys and how confident and how much belief you have in the team where you can win that game. Yes, I definitely think they can beat the Titans. Uh, then they go into the second game. Can you win that game? Yes. Then they got a, I think they've got a Canberra and another a Manly team as well in there. So I definitely think they can narrow their focus down to small little uh, goals that will help them in the long term of the season, uh, you know their first ten rounds are the most the most important ten rounds of their season, where they can try and win games as much as they can. So having that narrow focus, not looking at the ten games, but looking at your four, first four month or first month of games. So uh, I guess uh, you know if you can win three of the four that's three wins in your first four games the next round you look at your next four can you win you know two of those it's you know there's five wins already you've clocked up you know five wins maybe six wins you might jag uh, uh, up against a canberra team that's pretty hot you might jag jag a win there you never know so just having little mini focuses for the year um i also think that they're better prepared this year for what's ahead of them Um, so they know what's expected Um, they've definitely separated rugby league and their life of being a footballer or a professional athlete away from their home life so their training grounds and their facilities are 20 minutes away from the star of the sea which as a player uh, keeps you I guess fresh in the mind it takes you away from work life all the time then you come home to obviously everyone's got their family over there Mm. there are young few young boys which will be enjoying their time they're not they're not wanting to come home to New Zealand because they're just young and they're just enjoying their time (laughs) over there so they're happy uh that helps when it comes to playing football as a professional I've been in their shoes and when players and you know team morale is up your performance seems to be better um and obviously, yep, just being better equipped for the 2021 season. Mm. Um, again, like I said earlier, I think they're a chance of winning, you know, the title. And I think they'll go close to doing it with the squad they have. RTS is pumped. We're going to see the best of RTS this year. And yeah. I think you're going to yeah, see yeah. a lot more running through the middle. Um, I know that is obviously as passing games, not the best game, but the, the style of football has changed from what it used to be so it's more of a running role for him so he's going to be at his best because he's going to want to leave uh the nrl on on the best foot so he's pumped uh, and he'll bring the group up because he's the energy man he's the guy that leads the boys he's the captain uh, and every every game he goes out there he's going to put on a, a show for for the warriors and a show for the nrl to say this is what I'm going to leave you with the legacy that he's going to leave behind. So I think there's definitely a chance of winning the title. All
1: right. All good points. No doubt about that. And, and RTS <laughs> took you on honestly, a bit of a story just so yeah, you get yeah. a little bit lost yeah. going. Uh, Hopefully I lost you there yeah. somewhere. Well I, think, well I, think, well I think for about a minute there, my eyes glazed over and I lost focus and uh, <laughs> <laughs> consciousness. But that's, that's, what back, I wanted. that's back. why,
2: yeah. why, <laughs> why I took you on a little journey. <laughs> yeah. it oh, it took nice you on a little to go journey. down the garden path with you, mate.
1: I appreciate that. No, but you are right in that, look, they're going to lift for RTS in his final season Season and they've, they've got these great signings in place and they've been there, done that, you know, been in Australia. This time they've got the family members as well. But just on the, on the new signings, um, sometimes we see these guys come in and they don't have the desired effect. What if that happens? We've seen it in the past. Sam Tompkins came to the Warriors many, many years ago and he was touted as like the next big thing. He was going to blow the NRL away from fullback and he didn't really do that at all. Um, Another name, uh, probably uh, not to the same level as Sam Tompkins, at least the the expectation, Dane Nielsen, who um, was a, a, a Queensland origin rep when he arrived at the Warriors and like you, you didn't even notice that he was out on the field at times. So I just hope that um, these guys, when they come in, they do hit the ground running and they they are as as good as we think they're going to be. Um, I don't really have any grave fears for the likes of. Adam Fanua Blake and Ben Murdoch Masila but when you look at, at Ben in particular he's he's been out of the NRL scene for quite some time he's played a lot of his rugby league in the UK so it might take a little bit of time for him to get back up to speed so that's that's one of my concerns when you still look inwardly at the Warriors and then you look outwardly at the 15 other teams in the competition and how the Warriors squad stacks up to what's available and when you look at let's call them the incumbent top four, the, the four sides that made the semifinals last year. So obviously you've got the Panthers and the Storm and it was the Raiders and the Rabbitohs who, who made those, those semifinals. And when you look at their roster and the, the losses and the gains that they've made, can you honestly say that in pretty much those four settled squads, a largely changed Warriors squad can challenge them? That's where I've got doubts, where they can sort of worm their way into a, a top four situation. Because let's be honest, you don't win this competition from six, seven, eight. You've got to be in that top four to be a legitimate
2: threat. Cowboys have gave it a crack. <laughs> Fell short. Yeah, and Yeah, that's right. Fell short, so it doesn't matter where you finish... Where, where did they finish? On, they come second. Okay. Hey, what, what are we know, talking you, about? Yeah, they won the, final the would grand, be good. grand final. Hey. <laughs> oh, hang on. We're, just we're, just are just you so downgrading like, the question? It round out there. Just it out there. <laughs> Yeah, I I think you've got a g- good point with those those guys that you said that were, um, have come over before. Like you said, I think Adam Fenoa Blake and Ben Murdoch won't have a problem. I think Ben Murdoch as you can see with the team list, they're going to slowly build him into the season from coming from the bench, which is much more really the best way of doing that for Ben, um, they're they strike power, strike players and big, powerful, big bodies. And I think that's mostly where, and the Warriors have said it themselves, is where the Warriors have lacked with the size and bringing back like the old Warriors style, mm. where they're big, they're mobile, they're agile, they've got good skill, they've got good feet, and that's the way they've recruited. Our starting our starting forward pack would go well up against the best starting forward pack in the competition I, no doubt about that I think those boys will give it a good crack and uh, they'll yeah. and th- I think from my past experience knowing the players that they have there they're, they're not going to take a backward step uh, you know Tohu's obviously their middle leader which is a workhorse Adam Fanua Blake most probably undoubtedly one of the best front rowers behind you know, Papali and Fisher-Harris, mm-hmm. uh, top three front rower, uh, and then you've got you know, the likes of Jazz who works hard, that will just clean up a lot of mess. Uh, and then you've got Ali Katoa on the on the edge and you've got Seridan who's, I thought, in the back half of the uh, the Rabideau season, played really well as a utility in there. So you've got some tough workers in there, uh, guys that aren't going to take a backward step and guys that are just going to want to take the team forward. So. Uh, when we compare them with the top four uh you know teams and their forwards i think we're we're pretty similar when it comes to forward ability maybe even a lot bigger and better with skill skill wise and stuff like that so yes you know we we could much more do better through our maybe our nine uh but i think other than that i think we're definitely a chance of giving this a good shake-up and a crack. I know teams will be looking over their shoulders uh, every time they come up against the Warriors, Mm. but it all starts this weekend, and uh, that'll be the the stepping stone to this season, I think, and it'll have everyone's eyes open, and I know that, I guess, everyone's going to be wanting to watch the Titans with the way they've Mm. recruited, and then everyone's going to want to watch the Warriors as well. So that game would most probably be one of the biggest games watched, I think, over the weekend.
1: mm it'd be an amazing achievement if the Warriors did make the grand final and whether they won it or not I mean to make the grand final just be incredible especially given that it's Nathan Brown's first season in charge and I I was looking at some um, statistics I suppose from 2010 to 2020 that's 11 grand finals Um, and I think in all but two of those 11 grand finals one of the I guess, super coaches or master minds have actually made it to the big dance and and either gone on to win or whatever. Um, I think it's seven wins between Bennett, Bellamy and Robinson out of those 11 uh, grand finals. So, yeah, it would be an astonishing achievement for Nathan Brown if he was to lead this Warriors site all the way there. Um, I I suppose what, what I'm trying to say is expect to see a Robinson coach Roosters or a Bellamy coach side, or maybe even a Rabideaux side coached by Wayne Bennett to be in the final. And then you, you're hoping that Nathan Brown's got what it takes to put the Warriors in a final against one of those teams.
2: Mm. Yeah, without a doubt. How yeah. exciting would that be? Um, you know, massive fan. I think now that I'm sitting back, in the, actually, now I might be getting itchy feet now. <laughs> it <I'm> to <sorry. laughs> get healthy. Is it too late? Nah, Uh, it's it's long gone. My time's gone. My time's gone. Um, Just grab one of those. Yeah, yeah. Grab it off the mannequin and get on the plane. Take that one. (laughs) Take that one. (laughs) Who's that fella? Um, Yeah, yeah. I think, like you said, I think, you know, those top three look pretty settled and hoping that, you know, the other spots taken up by the Warriors. And, you know, I think um, Brown's spoken about the consistency that they're going to need to show... Mm. this year and especially not expecting uh, them to play the 8 or even be in the 6 or even the 4 or play a grand final but uh, anything can happen if you just slide through under the radar a similar thing happened when uh, the Broncos in 15 no one really expected Wayne you Bennett. were there weren't you 2015? I wasn't going to say anything oh, well, yeah. like <laughs> I, I said my you. time's done <laughs> the 15s team I thought you were taking us on that journey <laughs> <No, no, no. laughs> you know they, they we're in Brisbane now they <laughs> they were on a um just a quiet mission and just knocking off teams here and then and before they realized before other teams realized that um you know there were actually a chance of playing a grand final when they beat the roosters in the and sem- oh, the straight knocked them out straight away I guess that's what I'm trying to say is that hopefully the Warriors can just sneak under the radar, which I don't think they're going to because everyone knows all the signings that they've had, but hopefully they can go on a similar path to the Broncos in Mm. 2015.
1: Mm. I I guess to finish, what I'd say is this, um, and, you know, scribes and journos and experts, they've all been wrong before, but Mm. I think everybody bar Brad Walter uh, (laughs) at NRL.com has picked the Warriors to finish outside of the top eight. I think Brad Walter has them finishing maybe third, which would be fantastic. Um, And then when you look at um, the betting agencies, not that I'm a betting man because all the (coughs) money I make goes in my back pocket. I don't want to risk it. I just (laughs) can't afford to risk it, Adam. (laughs) No, neither. Um, I think the TAB here in New Zealand have the Warriors at maybe eighth or ninth favourite to win the competition. And sports bet across the ditch, they're like maybe ninth or tenth. So the experts the betting agencies they don't have much faith in the warriors but i'm sure look the, the warriors faithful back here mm. have plenty of it and um i'm sure that'll spur on the the team across the ditch
2: yeah um again off the back of that um the inner sanctum would be excited for the year they'd be you know any team, and most teams at this time their their goal is top four, uh, yeah. and then anything happens from there. So that would be the target for every single player in that Warriors team is to make the top four and challenge that grand final. So, you know whatever happens outside of their sanctum, it doesn't matter because it doesn't, it shouldn't, it, it shouldn't um, take away their view and their goal and where they want to go as their their journey to to making the grand final. So. I've been in those kind of situations before when a lot of people uh, talk about it and say that, you know, this is where you're gonna finish. Yes, sometimes you get caught up listening to those things, but I think they've got a a, a group that's most probably, I don't know, most probably a carefree group Mm. because they're not really worried about what's going on. They're happy with what they have um, and they're gonna go out there and play that way. Mm. So they're not gonna really be listening to what's happening on the outside. Uh, And saying that, come the pressure time of the season when you need a win or they're in that position where they have to get into, say, a a six or an eight spot, Um, that's when the pressure comes in. But I think, like I said before, I don't think the team that they have is a team that would take much notice on what's happening on the outside. Right.
1: I'm I'm interested in in hearing uh, from Adam. So at at the start of the season, you're like, okay, we need to focus on the top four, and that's the same for every team. Mm. Have you... Have you ever been part of a team that's like, geez, we'll struggle to make the eight this
2: it's year. Gotta be a stretch. Geez, no. we'll be lucky to go 13. <laughs> I don't, I don't Hopefully think. Hopefully, we avoid the spoon this year. I think I don't think. No, I've never been in the team. <laughs> <laughs> no, i should be honest. No, I have never been in the team. You, you, know, you work too hard. You work yeah. too hard from November till whenever. <laughs> You'd be gutted, eh? Like a couple of days out from round one. I don't think we're going to do that well. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's just being honest. Eh? I'm sure. I'm sh- nah, I don't think there's any player that would think that. To be honest, I'd uh, be you'd be like, yeah. see you later, bro. Get out. Yeah, get yeah, out. Yeah, the, yeah. Like We're you shouldn't you place. shouldn't be here. That's right. Mm. So you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just that's a hard one to answer. I'm like, nah, you shouldn't even be here if yeah. you're even yeah. talking like that. You know what I mean? So you work too hard to to think you're gonna come last or yeah. come thirteenth or fifteenth. You always want to be better than the the season before. And you always want to play top four because all play finals footy. You want to be in the eight, no matter where you yeah. finish. You want to be eight, fourth. Fourth just guarantees top four. It guarantees your second chance, and you get a little bit of a luxury. It is hard coming from the eight to try and win a competition. Mm. We've seen in the past, but you know, the, our big our big key is going to be our our defence. If they can, you know, mimic off what happened in the back half of last year. And the grit and the connection and the want to work for each other, uh, and put it into play this year, then I think they'll go a long way because mm-hmm. they played against some top quality sides last year and really pushed them defensively, challenged them mentally. Because you know they would have come up against the Warriors team thinking we're going to beat them, mm-hmm. but then the Warriors come out and put on some pretty, pretty high quality defensive. A display of great footy in the end so that'll be our challenges, our defensive stuff um, so be interesting to see how that goes.
0: Okay gentlemen, the one thing that's really stood out to me in your guys' arguments is the fact that Adam when you talk about you need to have the belief, you need to have the connection, you need to be out there and playing for each other and I think when you're at a stage of the season when you're all at the start line if you don't have that then you've already shot yourself in the foot and I think I think it's too early to say that they won't make it. We've seen the Warriors probably not get the desired results over the last few seasons, and if you don't change anything, you're going to get those same results. And I think Nathan Brown has a great opportunity here to bring some success to the club, to show a different way about going, a different way of going about things, um, and really putting you know a team who are hungry to succeed and do their country proud, playing in another country. Um, on an even keel with those Australian teams, I think they are a great chance. You talk about players and, um, you know, that we need help in certain areas or need to improve in certain areas. Mm. I 100% agree with that. But at the beginning of the season, without the season having started yet, I think the Warriors are every chance of succeeding this year. So, Adam, that's your point.
1: What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) I was confident in uh, my argument, but... uh, Oh, well done, Adam. Thank you. So the Warriors are going to win the grand final this year.
0: I'm not saying that they will or won't. What I'm oh. saying is that this, I thought that was the question, this, this is the year. This is the year that this they can the succeed. This is,
1: the this is the year. This is the
0: year that they. This can be their year, and right. I think it's too early to say it won't be.
1: Okay. All right. Well, fast forward what six or seven months, and if the Warriors have hey, won, then you guys are just geniuses.
0: Then I'm going to have to no, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll <laughs> French, <laughs> <can we> French <laughs>
1: in October, please.
0: <laughs> okay. And whanau at home, remember if you have anything that you'd like to say on the matter. Do you think that this is the Warriors year? Leave a comment below.
1: We didn't even get to talk about Parramatta. I mean, they're going to be great again as well. You didn't even put them in your top four. You, well, said,
2: you said the three teams. I, I, I said Penrith. The incumbent top four. <laughs> Penrith. Storm, I said Storm. Incumbent top <laughs> four. Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs. Blank. Maybe Raiders <laughs> <Yeah>. for <before> Greg. <laughs> Craig and I should, I should have said Craig, that and then you didn't even said Parramatta at all you no, didn't even I know. give them a mention because look I, I didn't want to
1: involve bias so <laughs> um, you know I just wanted Craig, to Craig exhibit how, how strong other teams in the competition might be and how tough the Warriors are going to find it see
0: it's that team again that's getting along through the ladder quietly
1: going mm, mm, mm. all of a sudden the Eels was a second oh hey <laughs> mm. oh, that'll be alright
2: <laughs> <laughs> left them out <laughs>
0: Let's get into case number two. Yes. After missing out on Jerome Hughes, where would you like to see the Warriors spend their RTS money when he eventually
1: leaves? Do
2: you want this one first? Um, Yeah, I'll give it a crack. Yeah. This is most probably a hard one. I think this Mm -hmm. is most probably one of the hardest um, questions that is asked and most probably one that the club need to think really hard about, I think, as an organisation. Roger is going to leave a big mark at the club and a big hole to full. Yes, we've got some young, young kids that could play fullback. Are they ready? I don't think so yet. Do they need game time? Yes. But when are they going to get that? So I'm thinking they're going to spend their money on a fullback
1: On a fullback So it's like for like for you Okay Um Who Give us a name before I Say what I'm going to say No Oh <laughs> No no no, 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 no. no, <laughs> no It's a mystery man <laughs> <laughs> The silhouette guy You know In the NRL profiles It's like we can't find a
2: picture of him Just a yeah. Just a, play, a Silhouette I'm um, going to say Joseph Manu So Joey Manu plays fullback for the Warriors Okay Um That'd be pretty cool.
1: Mm. Um, I'm going to say we the Warriors don't go like for like. They don't replace a fullback with a fullback. Um, we spoke earlier about the, the one issue that we perceive the, the Warriors to have as we lead into the season, and it's at hooker. Um, Wade Egan's obviously got... A, he's got a great chance to show his wares uh, in the early rounds, but I don't think he's of the... He's not, he's not cut from the same cloth as your Cameron Smiths, your Damien Cooks. I reckon we need the Warriors to go in search of Brandon Smith. Um, get, get a top-quality hooker, and he would be the guy. And Brandon's got the opportunity to play in round one against the Rabbitohs because Harry Grant's injured, but I think that Harry is the preferred option to start at nine, and Brandon would be limited to a bench role. So... I would say um, get that RTS cash and throw it at Brandon, and get him back to New
2: Zealand. Nice. Mm. You can talk about Joey now. <laughs> who am I talking about what about Brandon? I don't think he's. Oh, you, do, oh. you don't. Oh, you wouldn't get Brandon. <laughs> I don't think he's coming. I don't think he'll come. But would you want him? That's. I suppose that's more uh, the the yeah. hypothetical do, that we're discussing. Uh, can I suggest who I? who I would think would be... In that position. In that position instead. Yep. Yeah. Yes, you can. Um, if we're... Obviously, I've gone for Joseph Manu as fullback. Uh, if, if I had it my way and I was a coach or a selector or a person that um, selects players that come to the club, I would I'd would love to move Cody to nine. I would right. love to move Cody to nine. I think he is, when you talk about cut from the same cloth, I think he could be better than Damien Cook. I think his agility, cool. his footwork, cool. his passing from both sides, right and left, is second to none. I think with time that he could make that position in his own, I think when, obviously, he's a, a, a half where they're obviously not getting... Well, they get a little bit of traffic, but they're going to get a lot more traffic through the middle. I think the squad that they have around the Warriors is big enough to help him defend that. And today's day and age, we don't... Tack, there's not many one-on-one tackles through the middle. You're kind of working as a team there, and that's how structures are worked. Otherwise, if... Cody wouldn't move, and the team didn't want to move, Cody. I would go for uh, Josh Hodgson from Canberra. Right. Who is most probably behind Cameron Smith, one of the craftiest nines in the game, I think. Uh, sees the game really well. And he plays on the back of a Canberra forwardback, who is obviously quality, but chooses the right options. Option, similar to Cameron Smith. Plays a nice... Direct, really, like I said before, really skillful, crafty, and runs when 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 ready. Mm. Uh, and if you sit on the back of Adam Fanua Blake or or Ben Murdoch Masilla or Tanua Brown, are those kind of guys the the world's your oyster? Oh, <laughs> the world's your oyster. Charles Hodgson. <laughs> so yeah, that's what that's where I sit when it comes to the nine.
1: Okay, we, we yeah, it's it's an interesting one though because. Much like Joey Manu playing centre for the Roosters, you're you're taking a chance on a guy who hasn't played a lot of first grade fullback, and then signing him in a yep. fullback role. We have seen a, a modicum of success, I suppose you can say, for somebody like Latrell Mitchell, who played a lot of centre, and now he's he's doing really well at fullback. So maybe Joey Manu does the same. But um, with with Cody Nakarima playing predominantly as a half, does he then want to play dummy half? I don't know. And then the other thing that you need to consider with Cody is, will he be around next year? Because there could be, uh, a, a ma- not a mass exodus, but an exodus of players. Obviously, Roger Tuivasa-Shek goes to the Blues. Mm-hmm. We don't know what Torhu Harris is doing. We don't know what Cody Nicodema is doing. So, um, whether he's there or not, who knows? I suppose that's a question for Cameron George and the recruitment officers at the Warriors. But uh, I, I, I like the idea of Brandon Smith, because, one, he's a good hooker and he wants to play that position full-time. And, two, he's a Kiwi boy. Mm. And we're losing a lot of New Zealand talent if what I say comes to fruition and RTS is gone, torhu has gone, Cody's gone. And so to have somebody who's a Kiwi, a Kiwi boy, uh, born and raised, come back and, and know what it is to be a, a New Zealand rugby league player, playing for a New Zealand rugby league team, I think that would be vital.
2: Yeah. It'd be nice to bring Brandon Smith back without a tell but I, I just don't think, I just don't think he'll come. That's 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 what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that he's not the right person or he's not a good player and he's not a nine. I just don't think he's in a really good system. I think he'll. What if Bellamy it, leaves the storm? Bellamy leaves the storm. I, like I said before and earlier, before we jumped on here, I think the systems in play at that club are already, they're already there for future and future to come. So whatever Craig's done and the way he's done it, obviously bringing players that have played for the club back into the coaching systems, and they're just driving, still driving those standards from 2003 when he turned up. So yeah. a lot of those players have been there, That the older ex-players that have gone from the club that have come back, they were there when he first started. So they're still driving those high standards, that culture, uh, the belief in, it's not gonna matter if Craig leaves, because I guess they got Stephen Kearney down there that may just slip straight into the, the coaching role that has come through all those things, that know how, knows how it works down there. So mm. I don't think, you know, Jerome Hughes signs a, a th- was a three-year deal. You know, if he thought that it wasn't the right option for him, he would have maybe signed for the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he he thought that, the, the systems in play at Melbourne no matter what happens if Craig Bellamy leaves that it's going to be good enough for his future and his career moving forward so he's mm-hmm. still going to be able to play international football, that's, I guess that's what you think about when you leave somewhere, a club is that am I still going to be playing consistent footy, is it worth staying here or going somewhere else to to be better as a footballer but I think the staff that they have down there is good enough that they're going to be able to mm-hmm. play consistent footy and they're going to be contesting for the competition at the end of the day, mm. I was going back to my fullback because I've yes. taken you on another <laughs> yeah, journey yeah, 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 yeah. taking you on another journey <laughs> no, my legs are tired today I I've been Melbourne. walking all over I've, place. I've, <laughs> I've, I've taken we're into Brisbane then we come back <laughs> yeah, yeah. to Melbourne <laughs> we're back in New Zealand because you brought Brandon back <laughs> have we done our 14 days <laughs> quarantine <laughs> <laughs> like, no we skipped we're on that Island. we skipped that so yeah I just think Joseph Money. yes he hasn't played a lot of fullback but he's come out and admitted that he wants to take on that role further Mm. Uh, when we've seen him play at fullback he has obviously come off the back of a roost team that have done really well so plays really well I think he's 24 he's played 91 games nearly 100 games so he's coming to that peak stage of his career where you hit 25 you've slowly grown into your body he's big he's already massive as it is he's talented he's athletic Uh, he's got time to work into a position like, like you said, with Littrell, it took him a little bit of time to get used to it. Mm-hmm. But I think that the Warriors can do that with Joseph Manu as well. Um, and I know he's on, he's off contract in 22, but I've seen in the past the Roosters have were always they've always had someone to fill their space. So they've got mm. Joseph Suali at the moment, who's obviously hot property. Obviously, he's at uh Roosters, so he's not hot property, but is the next superstar he's Mm -hmm. been rated number 50 best nrl players in the competition and yes and hasn't even played a match so they've put him in front of a lot (laughs) of players put him in a lot of play in front of a lot of players that have played nrl for say even 200 games that Mm. he's better than them so the Roosters wouldn't be afraid to let joseph Mm. money go i don't think because they've done it to latrell mitchell they've done it to blake ferguson who are top quality players and have done things for that club in the mm. past so there could be an opportunity for the Roosters to let Joseph Money go and I'm sure we'll be the first on the list for Joseph if not we'll be, I'll be giving him a text and saying hey mate <laughs> <laughs> at, at, at least think about it yeah. uh, which I think he said openly that he would think about it when there, there's um, obviously teams coming after him so I think it just it just makes sense uh, Roosters will let him go early Warriors will grab him and he'll be playing our fullback and he'll be Working his working his magic from the back of the team,
1: and another rooster goes to the Warriors and plays fullback. Allow Roger to have asked right. a and yeah. I suppose like Brandon Smith. It's a Kiwi boy coming home. Yeah. You know, you lose the Kiwi talent at the Warriors, you reinstate it with with fresh new blood from yeah. New Zealand. Um, just just on the, the fullback position, the, re- the reason I've gone for hooker as opposed to a fullback, a like-for-like swap, is because, you know, you, you, you've you got your hands on the ball constantly. And so you want somebody of, of a good quality to, to be in that position making all the decisions. But also, I, I sort of went away from fullback because we've got a lot of outside backs and fullback cover. So, I mean, you know, like at the moment, Marcelo Montoya, he doesn't get a run this week. Um, he can play any of those positions. Um, Peter hiku we don't know what his contracting situation is like. I think he... What did he sign on for another year? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he could be an option if he decides to stick around or the club wants to keep him around. Um... It's probably not my preferred option because I like to see him on the wing. But David Fusatua has played fullback from time to time as well. Tried his hand at centre. There are enough chess pieces that you can move around the board, I think, to accommodate RTS's loss. Um, that's sort of why I went for, for hooker. But the other thing is, if, if we lose Cody from the Warriors... What about this for a bit of a curve ball?
2: <laughs> oh, I know what's coming. Oh, okay. Go. All right, No, no. No, no, go, you no, just go. No, Adam, Adam, I'm if, not waiting for it. I'm Adam, waiting for you it. if you know what's I'm coming. I just want to see if I actually know. Okay. Chris the ball,
1: crystal ball. I reckon <laughs> the Warriors need to make a play, not not for RTS money, because that's going for Brandon, okay. but they need to make a play to get Sean Johnson back. <laughs> hey. oh, SJ it's, it's, Harves with Chanel. Unbelievable.
2: It's already... We on already the, so, hey,
1: we're I on the same you. page. I think it's... Have we
0: solved the puzzle? I think we have.
1: <laughs> I, if we're talking, about,
2: <laughs> like, if we're talking about... How difficult would that be, though, Adam, yeah. to get Sean back to the club? I think it all depend on the circumstances of what happened before he left. I mm. think... I think... He, I, I don't, I, I, Don't quote me on this. I think he obviously had a run-in with maybe the ceo i don't know if it was stephen Kearney or the ceo right. uh so those well stephen Kearney's not there so he doesn't have to build any bridges there but the conversation will be around him and uh the ceo cameron so i don't think it's uh i don't think it's far-fetched i think it's mm. a, you know if we're going to lose say if cody we don't know what cody's doing if we're going to lose someone uh of cody's caliber i think sean johnson should be on the Warriors' radar of, um, like Absolutely. I said, mm. not chucking, obviously, the, the money uh, Roger is get, uh, getting, but putting an offer in front of him that either you say, here it is, um, do you want to come home or not? Mm. And that's how I think that's how you do it with Sean. I think he's... I think moving away from here, being able to go away and just find himself a little bit, I think mm. more of finding out who he is as a person, um... I think he's in a really good place and a better place than he was before he left here. I think, you know, being away from family makes you realise, and I'll speak from experience, how hard it is being away from them, Mm. your friends. But then it gives you an opportunity to, like I said earlier, to find yourself as a person and know what works for you, understand what your values and your beliefs are, and then just driving those daily and daily. And I think that he's done that. And he seems from the outside, and what I've spoken to him about, uh, that he is on, in a really good place. I think it'd be perfect for these young kids, Paulie Turner, uh, Hayes Piram. Chanel's still learning as yeah. well. Chanel, Chanel, Chanel. Like even, I think he's in that role now that he wants, I think what I've seen that he's wants to give back and, help young kids and mentor them into the positions they want to be. I think he's past the stage where he wants to be the man or, you know, Sean Johnson is Sean Johnson. I think Shawn, everyone knows who Sean Johnson is, but I think he's at a stage now where he understands who he is as a person, what his purpose is, and I think it's it's it should be an easy one if the Warriors want to chuck him a little bit out there and see if he's keen on it. I think it would be fit straight in there, which yeah. would help our development in our young halves. Mm. And I think they would be excited to have him around. And I think he'll be more willing to give back in that way. Yeah. From my perspective, it's an absolute no brainer. Get the guy back home. And
1: I think what you were talking about earlier, Adam, the transition from him going from New Zealand to, to Cronulla. uh, I think he probably underestimated that, that step and, and how much, uh, of, of an impact it would have on his life yep. but then he found his feet in his second season there you know it was really disappointing to see him get that injury because he was playing so well mm. yeah. and I, I think if if he recovers from his injury well and it's the same Sean Johnson that was playing in the NRL last year that arrives at the Warriors then pff, yeah you've mm. just got to get him back and he
0: stepped in as captain for a game too
1: didn't yeah. he yeah mm. leadership uh, he knows what it is to be a Warrior. And it, you know, the leadership role that he can play uh, a mentor yep. to, to those young guys, it would be brilliant to get him back. But it's just that thing of whoever is still at the club, do they want to bury the hatchet mm. and get him back?
2: I think for the sake of, of the team, they should. Yeah, They should. Yeah, and the sake of the young kids that look up to him that are still at the Warriors now, that can develop into better players off the back of Sean would be perfect timing I think with obviously everything that's going to happen mostly at the back end of the year with the movement and players going places and not staying so it just it just makes sense I think whatever happened needs to be fixed Mm. and then then they can sit down and let's talk well maybe not talk just go this is what we can offer you and we'd love to have you back because I think this 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 can happen and you yeah. can help us with these kids. And I think he's strong enough to realise that maybe it's not all about money anymore. Mm. For him, it's about, like I said, his purpose and what's mm. his purpose of life and I think from, you know, conversation with him, you know, I think his purpose is to obviously give back and a lot of people in rugby league wanna do that. So I think he would wanna come home, you know, bring bring back his family around his parents, his mates, his brothers, sisters. I don't even know if he's got a sister, no, maybe. I think brothers. Brothers, Mm. and then just help these young kids develop into high-profile professional athletes. I'd love to see
0: Kayla back in the New Zealand system for Nipple too. True,
2: that's something else that I need to consider. That'd be (laughs) great. I I think she'd be a big driver of it, without a doubt. She would want to come home. I think bringing the kid home would be nice as well. So Mm. just having that family connection again would help Sean... Be what he can be and what he showed in the back half of the year on the field. So I think it's. So it's agreed.
0: So after all All
1: of that, Sean Johnson. Johnson. Sean Johnson signed. Brandon Smith at hooker. We'll find some money for Joey Manu to play fullback. Split it all. (laughs) Three ways.
2: Three ways if they're happy with it. Yeah, why not? What
0: what about.
1: More money. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we're going to need it. Yeah, why don't we increase our salary cap?
2: <laughs> yeah. We'll have just a se- for the Warriors. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll have a second <laughs> set of books. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. Third, third parties. I'm joking. Third parties. Surely, joking. surely, people in New Zealand. There's some third parties that would want to sponsor. Yes, yes. These players coming home. Of course, of course. Of people in New Zealand with a lot of money that yeah. would love to help out.
1: Hi, I'm Brandon Smith, and when I get around Auckland, I drive my BMW. That sort of
2: stuff, right? <laughs> He might have his own ferry from Waiheke, you know what I mean? Change the Fuller's Ferry <laughs> to the to the no, the Brandon Ferry. You can drive your ferry back and forwards. There's part of your payment. <laughs> oh, so he's actually the skipper. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if that's a great idea, but hey, bring some people over though. Don't come over by yourself. Oh, Brandon, imagine that. Oh, you would be beeping the horn the whole time. <laughs> Get out of my way. I'm late for training. Yeah. Team New Zealand. Right. We were yeah. around them. Yeah. Oh <laughs>
0: Okay guys, well oh, I think with well, that one it's okay. obviously a draw. We've all come to a uh, consensus yeah, there that I think we're pretty happy yeah, about Sean that. Johnson would be a pretty good bloody fit, I reckon.
1: Mm. Wouldn't it though? Yeah. Jeez I'm crying Inferno. here. <laughs> Sorry. So I Need a moment.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm so, just
2: yeah, getting quite emotional about the potential homecoming of Sean Johnson. <laughs> Hey, imagine, imagine, obviously we're not going to get any games at the end of the year. He comes back and yes. our first home game. Oh, Sean Johnson's it. back, our first home game oh. in New Zealand. Let's take it somewhere massive and just blow it out of the stadium. Yeah, yeah.
1: What about that for homecoming? We're fixing all the Warriors' problems right here on the verdict. <laughs>
2: sure. Fixing all the problems yeah. right there. Sean back, the Warriors' first home game back in New Zealand, round one. Plus they would have been NRL champions. Plus coming you know. back off a title. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What more do you want? Yeah. Fairy tale. Oh, There's nothing more than that. We can ask for.
2: I'll be in. I don't know if I'll be in. I'll be <laughs> no, you're, you're gone. I'm, I'm in the city with the trophy. <laughs> you're on the top who's of the top of the double-decker bus. Hey, you're done. Get out, get out of the <laughs> get out of the limelight. You're done.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, so this is the part of the show now, Adam, where we you know touch base with you, see how you're going. Uh, obviously. Uh, This year you won't be jumping back on the footy field for some in a long time for you. So what are the feels knowing that NRL's kicking off uh, this week and do you have itchy feet at all?
2: Um, No, I feel really good. After having these conversations about rugby league, (laughs) I kind of may have got a little bit nervous and a little bit... My feet actually might be getting a little bit itchy after having these conversations. But I think um, I've enjoyed my freedom, my time, my family time. I've been able to just cruise around when I want mm. and I'm going to get my fix by talking about rugby league and watching rugby league all the time so I think no I haven't got itchy feet and I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing and I'm enjoying my time away from the game but I still keep in contact with boys and check in and just, just really excited for the Warriors season to be honest um, being able to sit on the other side now and support them from afar but then speak about them weekly Yeah,
0: mm. Cool, good on you
1: how much time are you actually spending at the club? I know that the players aren't there, but do you go in and sit in Cameron
2: George's seat, <laughs> and, you know, pretend
1: to be CEO for a
2: bit? It's pretty funny because I, I try and get in there. Well, obviously, I'm there at the moment once a week doing coaching and stuff on the <laughs> sidelines. Coaching that yes the, the young yeah, development I stuff. Yes. I am obviously running joke at the, the staff office. My name's um, on Cameron George's front door so if anyone comes through the office and want to talk to Cameron George you won't get Cameron George you get Adam Blair uh pre the seven day lockdown I did you know four or five days in there the yeah. staff were quite surprised because I'm trying to stay away from the footy club but I enjoy what I do there because again I know my purpose a bit like what I was talking about Sean I know my purpose I know what what my beliefs and my values are and you know if i was just to go off the face of the earth for a couple of years and not give everything that i've learned mm. or have experienced to nobody i think what's my purpose then you know mm. so i think what i'm doing now is giving what i learned back to young development kids which i enjoy um i've realized that i'm not a, um, a coach that stands from afar and says do this do this i'm hands-on which I realized that when i jumped on the wrestling mat with the kids because uh i'm in there wrestling on them and doing some (laughs) defensive stuff which i don't expect to be going there to get a sweat up but i am which but you know those are the things that when i was a kid if i knew someone that had all that experience behind them that could i could be one-on-one or up close with someone for Mm. 40 minutes of their session then you know i would have loved that opportunity but yeah. i never got it or i was too shy to ask so <laughs> i am making sure that i am in there even if they don't ask i am in there making sure that they're asking me questions i ask them throughout the session is there anything you need to ask me i ask them is there anything you want to do better so i'm there making sure that I, they don't experience what I experienced coming through as a young kid so yeah. that's my purpose I enjoy it uh, and I hope to give what I've learned and my experience back on these kids so hopefully one day if they do anything in rugby league that they can look back on it and go hey Adam Blair helped me in some part of my journey to where I got to my career.
1: Yeah, man, nice. uh, that's yeah, it's wicked. brilliant. Yeah, it is yeah. wicked. Uh, uh, look, without blowing too much smoke <laughs> up your backside, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you can you imagine, Rav, like being one of those young kids coming through, and oh, this guy life, is is ever. helping you out? Yeah. Like, it would just be you'd go yeah, home you and tell your family and friends. You'd post about it on Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Honestly, mate, you yeah. you yeah. played for so long that people would. You know, it'd just be like the the best thing that's happened yeah. in their lives.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I said. That's, I think that's my purpose. And that's yeah. why, like I said, I wouldn't want to go missing for two years yeah. and take everything that I've learned away with me and not give it to anyone or yeah. keep it to myself because there's kids that actually need help, that want to be better, that want to be, you know, maybe there might have been an... You know, they admired me from afar or liked the way I played or, Mm. you know, liked the way I carried myself as a person. So if I can give back in some way or some shape or form, then I'm happy to. And I'm not letting them sit there and just look at me. I'm actually pushing them to ask questions or Mm. if not, I'm wrestling them because I think that's what is needed and... A lot of people and kids, especially Polynesian and Māori people, are, are quite shy and reserved. Mm. And if you don't push them enough, then they'll just hide in the corner and just go about mm. their business and not ask questions or not do anything. So my my theory is I go at them so that they open up to me. So I don't, I don't hold that barrier in front of me that I'm Adam Blair and I've played this much games and I've played for my country. It's I'm Adam Blair yes i've done all these things but i want you to come ask me questions i want you to talk to me i want you to ask if you need some help yeah. i want you to do anything you can i want you to say can i wrestle you you know i don't want to be standing there and there's a guy that's got no partner and he's looking around going where's my partner i want you to go hey, come wrestle me because yeah how are you going to get better if you're just going to stand there and you're not going mm. to talk so i'm making sure that they feel comfortable with me around so that i can give what i experience and my knowledge back to them Yeah, good on you, man. That would be an incredible experience for that. I
0: appreciate that tenfold.
1: Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Brilliant. Do we have time for one more question? Let's do it. Can I ask you a question?
0: Sure.
1: (laughs) What are you doing after this? Nah, just kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel a coffee coming up.
1: (laughs) Israel Adesanya, you you are our resident MMA UFC expert, right? Mm -hmm. Israel Adesanya, I don't know if he felt the Polish power at the weekend, Mm -hmm. but he certainly lost his first UFC bout. What did you make of it all? Because I was, I was waiting for a, an Israel Adesanya explosion and it never came.
0: Yeah. I think if you did see an Israel Adesanya explosion, it probably would have worked against him because that's you, you would have been playing into Jan's hands at that point because mm. he was the one coming with the explosive power. And leading up to that fight, his coach Eugene Behrman did say, you know, all the all the experts and all the professionals were saying, you know, that Israel was the favourite. But at the end of the day, he was the smaller man. He came in at a disadvantage. He came in as an opponent for the first time in a very long time. So he walked out first. You know, he came in as the challenger, I should say. So it was a very different environment. So they did have to be, um, you know, change up the game plan, be a lot more calculated. I don't think he held back too much. He had to be safe. Um... It's just, I think, when Jan uh, took him down to the ground, I think he felt something uh, that... I mean, he's felt it before, but perhaps, you know, coming back from that takedown, like you were just saying about with wrestling, how much you're fatigued Mm. if you have a big, heavy body on top of you trying to escape out of that. Mm. And I think that's kind of where it um, went a bit downhill for him in terms of um, impressing the judges and, and showing them what it needed to take to win.
1: Because what was the the difference between them on fight night in terms of of weight? Because Izzy, he fights quite light, doesn't he, around that sort of 200-pound mark or or under. Yeah. And then was was Yarn sort of like 225-ish?
0: Yeah, or maybe a bit lighter than that. But yeah, Izzy didn't make any um, effort to gain weight um, because he's pretty much saying, you know, if I gain weight, then I'm putting myself at a disadvantage of my capabilities. So I Mm. thought... Fair enough, he, he backs himself. Um, but you just can't deny that, that you know, that was at a disadvantage. I will say, though, there were no knockdowns. There were no, you know, there was not one time I, w- I looked at that fight and I was like, oh, it's gone. I think only in probably the last 30 seconds of the final round, I was just like, crap, he needed to do a bit more mm. to solidify the fight. But um, no, besides that, it was just... Uh, He'll learn from it. He'll come back from that.
2: Yeah. Did you watch it, Adam? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoy watching you. See, I think if I stayed in Melbourne long enough, because I, I did a fair bit of wrestling down in Melbourne, I would have loved to just have a crack at something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. you're winning and not yeah. getting well. Your... <laughs> ass handed to you. you when you've trained enough and you've learnt enough that or you're, you're always learning new, new things I think it's, it's fun um, mm. and you've got to give him credit for going up and challenging the, the, the Polish I thought he's, he was a bigger man for sure without a doubt mm. but to be able to have the confidence in your ability and the belief in your ability to say hold on a minute I'm going to give this guy a crack and see what I can do obviously confident that he's gonna knock him out or win the fight, but you can't knock a man for doing having a vision mm. yeah. or, you know, a dream to take be champ champ. Mm. Um he'll stay down there and and just keep knocking away at all his opponents. I don't know if there's anyone else down there that he can that's gonna challenge him. Is there Rev?
0: I mean there, there's a couple of guys, there's, you know, people talking about the Robert Whitaker rematch and things like that oh. but in my opinion uh, there's no one
2: <laughs> it's it's mana oh. points at this point yeah. coming
0: off a loss but uh,
2: there's I don't think nah. you know someone will pop out but I don't think rematching someone like Rob Whitaker would do anything for mm. Izzy mm. I think yeah, I think yeah his challenge is up upper level now I mm. think mm. if he can get up there and yeah. he's like
0: right in the middle yeah there's no one here yeah
2: there's, there's, and this yeah. guy
0: got away yeah I'm in the middle I'm yeah
2: stuck. Is he trying to fight John Jones or wants to have a crack at him? I think
0: that's end game.
2: End game. Those
0: paths are going to collide. At At some stage. At some stage.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I don't think he'll
0: go to John Jones if John Jones isn't the champ.
2: Okay.
1: Mm. Good to know. You're welcome. Thanks for
0: sharing. (laughs) Well, Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. And like yourself, we can't wait to see what comes of the Warriors season this year as well, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, geez, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. I'm excited as well.
1: And we'll, we'll talk all about it on Warriors TV throughout uh, the course of the year. I'm really, really looking doubt. forward to that, eh?
0: Indeed, starting yeah. tomorrow night, actually. Yeah. Well
1: done. Thank you. We better get uh, moving, actually, otherwise, we'll be late but for our. Working oh, <laughs> I'm I'm going to change now. Change. Do you know what we're talking about? Because I don't. Know. Yeah, I've had a quick look. Okay. You've done good. More work You're than off make. to good yeah.
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And as for Goran and I, of course, we'll be back next week putting everything in sport on trial. Hey, ko